When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I like to live in the shallow end of Star Wars. Just, <laughs> I just want—I want to be I, in the kiddie pool sometimes. I can—I can swim great. I'm a great swimmer. I can go into the deep end all I want, but I prefer hanging out in the shallow. Sometimes end. it feels nice to just float around and sit waist deep and have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> can you tell we need a vacation? <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q and A. For our first question, Madman's Knowledge asks if Anakin is alive in the world between worlds or a force ghost or something else. Andrew Desco wonders if he could actually be Darth Vader based on the music cue. A lot of theories flying around right now. I'm glad we only have to wait a week and and by the time you're watching this less than a week to to have these questions answered. I'm leaning the most towards it is Anakin from the past. Mm. So Anakin alive and well from Revenge of the Sith era. Yeah, he's from the Clone Wars. Uh, someone, something, somehow he wound up in the world between worlds. He didn't seem that surprised to find Ahsoka there. He doesn't seem confused about what's going on. So I just think it would be really, really interesting if he were in there and he knew he were meant to help Ahsoka somehow. Uh, I think there are a lot of problems with my theory. <laughs> there are ways to easily poke holes in it, but I, I think that that would be a really cool thing to see them interact in that way. I guess I just think that it's a force ghost or a force aberration. And the reason why he's not blue is because we are in the world with world between worlds yeah like i'm happy to think that that if you're a force ghost and you show up in the world between worlds it, it basically exists within the force itself so you could probably manifest however you want uh he definitely looks different from when we've seen anakin as a force ghost he's not wearing the jedi robes he's wearing well they're still jedi robes but they're his from revenge of the sith mm -hmm. he's still got the mechanical hand he's still got a lightsaber on his hip um, but I could also just see him choosing to appear that way for Ahsoka's sake. Right. Like that's how he looked the last time she saw him, uh, as Anakin. So maybe that's just how he's projecting himself for her sake. Yeah. Uh, I, and to poke holes in my own theory, uh, I don't know when this would have happened. Several people have said it could be like after they left Mandalore, 
Um, but then Anakin, and he goes straight to Coruscant. So I don't know when he would have time to get in there. Uh, there's also, what else did you say? Oh, oh, from Twilight of the Apprentice, we feel like Vader would have had maybe a slightly different reaction to seeing Ahsoka. Right. There is just a level of, and not even in Twilight, but the first time they feel each other in the Force in season two, Vader seems surprised. He, mm-hmm. he like looks up and he's like, so the Apprentice lives. But then again, it's like he didn't have that big of a reaction to it. And while we're talking about it, like, let's read, read the next question as well. <laughs> Lil God asks if Anakin seeing Ahsoka gives more significance to his line in Star Wars Rebels that it was foretold she would be on Malachor. And I totally forgot about that line. We just watched Rebels too. But yeah, Vader on Malachor seems like he was expecting her to be there. And he says something else like our, our long awaited meeting has come at last. So maybe there's going to be something that happens in the world between worlds this time that makes Anakin think like, oh, we're going to see each other again. Mm-hmm. I don't think Anakin is going to get a sense of what's about to happen to him or what what he's going to do. But there could be an element of that that it addresses <laughs> the the fact that there could be some inconsistencies. They might smooth all that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Well, okay, I was I was scanning to see if there was another question about the lightsaber because a lot of people have said, well, that's Vader's lightsaber on his hip, but we think maybe it's not. Uh, I, I'm doing a short about that. It might be out by now, but when we were in the live stream, we basically pulled up the, the image, boosted the brightness and contrast, pulled up both of the lightsabers in question. I do not think it's Vader's lightsaber. I I think it's just the way the lighting looks and that people are mistaking it. Uh, It it does look different in the shot, but I think that's just because it's kind of lit weird. It's very dark. It's dark. Wherever the light direction is coming from, he's kind of blocking it with his robes on his arm Mm -hmm. or his sleeve. That he's got so there's no light reflecting off of the top half of the saber so it it kind of doesn't look as pure silver but looking at it a little bit closer you can't see the black tip right that would make it vader's lightsaber so i i definitely think it's his lightsaber it's also too long i think to be vader's lightsaber uh I, i think it is anakin and i don't think they're trying to trick us but to the point of the other question, there is the Imperial March that happens at the very end. So what's that about? I, I don't think this is an illusion or a trick. Uh, again, my favorite theory right now is that it is Anakin. But we know what's going to happen to him. Ahsoka knows what's going to happen to him. I think that they're playing ominous music because if this is past Anakin... Ahsoka might try to warn him, or maybe she'll want to, but know that she can't. My understanding of the world between worlds is that there's no changing what happened. You can't go backwards and change the past. You might try, but whatever you attempt to do is going to still result in the same thing. Mm. So that's, I think we might see something very tragic where Ahsoka wants to tell Anakin but 
winds up deciding not to or something else intervenes and she doesn't get the chance and that's still going to be tragic for her <laughs> yeah yeah i don't think it's a trick being played by the sun a lot of people have theorized that it could be the one of the mortis gods that we kind of saw die but might not actually be dead oh, it's like yeah all three of them died but morai the avatar of the daughter is still around so who's to say that the son doesn't have an avatar or some lingering powers yeah i just assumed morai was still around because ahsoka's still around and they're kind of connected that's a great point that i, I never really considered that i kind of just assumed they were connected and therefore morai watches over her but yeah the the fact that morai could just manifest because a bit of her life force is still around yeah yeah, but um, um... maybe <laughs> I don't think there was any level of that deep of a connection between the son and Anakin, but I don't know. Well, when I first heard the heard and saw because it says like Vader's music in the subtitles, I thought maybe, OK, let's look at this from the very simplest perspective. Maybe they're playing that just to remind the very casual viewer that this is Anakin. <laughs> And that he, because like in the Clone Wars, there are tons of moments where we hear Vader's music while we're seeing Anakin do something. Like it's not uncommon for that to happen. I, I think that's a good point too. You know, fans like my parents who did finally start watching it, uh, but they they know who Anakin is. They know the connection, but they might not immediately see Anakin and go like, "Oh yeah, that's Anakin Skywalker." They they might need the reminder. So yeah, we we always think of this on really deep terms when the the creators also have to think about it in very shallow terms. Yeah, I like to live in the shallow end of Star Wars. Just, <laughs> I just want I want to be I, in the kiddie pool sometimes. I can I can swim great. I'm a great swimmer. I can go into the deep end all I want, but I prefer hanging out in the shallow. Sometimes end. it feels nice to just float around and sit waist deep and have a drink. Yeah. Can you tell we need a vacation? <laughs> Loasty wants to know who else we might see through the World Between Worlds next week. So we got Anakin. Let's throw some other people in the mix. We Star Wars fans are so greedy. We already got Anakin, and I'm the same way. I would love to see more. That's great. But I, yeah, give me Obi-Wan. Give me some Clone Wars flashbacks. I still think it would be great to see them all in the armor in live action. Bring me, bring me to Mira Morrison. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think we're gonna actually see anyone else in the world between worlds with them, but like through portals or right. whatever. I would love to see Clone Wars or Rebels flashbacks, and yes, let let's see live action Rex. But you made me think it would be funny if they just went around to portals and like pulled a bunch of people through. <laughs> like, let's just all hang and vibe for a little bit. Pull out all their friends. Yeah, yeah. Can we all just chill for a minute? Um. I think it would be cool to see a younger Ahsoka. I believe there have been rumors of that, that someone is was cast to play a younger Ahsoka during the Clone Wars, just to give people who never watched the Clone Wars a little taste of their relationship back then. Hmm. I think that would be powerful, fun to see, important for the series as well. Something that I'll just bring up quickly that I don't think is the case, but I think would be really cool is if we find out Ahsoka is seeing Anakin as he was the last time she saw him. 
what if Anakin is seeing Ahsoka as her younger self? Like when we the, the camera turns, the camera pans, mm-hmm. and like we get to see from his point of view, he's seeing her smaller. I think that would be a really cool little like thing to add but i don't i don't know that that's gonna happen and that would also smooth some things over to go back to the last question of if anakin it's kind of weird to have anakin from the past go into the world between worlds have a conversation with older ahsoka and not realize that she is that age but the force and this realm could work that way where it is the maybe like the will of the force made manifest and it's mm-hmm. like we need anakin to talk to ahsoka but he can't know this thing so he has to see her like this and <laughs> it, it could be very very weird yeah especially with that line of i didn't expect to see you so soon if she looks exactly the same it'll be like they just left hanging out with each other yeah i i wonder if they could pull that off and communicate it to the audience but I think that makes sense and would be even more interesting <laughs> in the scene. Yeah. I mean, I think we agree that in the world between worlds, it's going to look and feel however the force wills it for that specific person. It might be a little bit different for everyone. Mm. To to throw out one more potential character we could see, I think it would be funny if maybe Ahsoka goes on like a little gallery viewing of looking at events from her past and mm-hmm. she gets to one moment and Hondo Onaka's in it and she's like bah and just walks away <laughs> just like <laughs> one second of Hondo and he's like ha and she's like no, no don't don't want to see it <laughs> hard pass I think they could easily do a scene from Mandalore because they got mm-hmm. they got all the suits of armor already the Siege of Mandalore would be pretty awesome, especially considering Bo-Katan already in the Mandoverse. That wouldn't be something that people needed to get clarified. They already know Ahsoka and Bo-Katan have a history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Diabologist wants to know if Anakin will give Ahsoka any hints on defeating Thrawn since they met in the books. I don't think that's what this scene is going to be about. Nah. I don't know that Thrawn will even come up. I, maybe he will, but maybe just quickly. I I feel like they need to talk to each other just one-on-one and she needs some closure with him not finishing her training and and more along those lines. But I don't know that they're going to talk tactics for Thrawn. Right. I think it's going to be more about emotional closure and not what do I need to do to beat Thrawn for the future. That said, I will be pretty psyched if all that stuff gets acknowledged because anytime the publishing world gets acknowledged in the the shows, it feels great. So yeah, Anakin met Grand Admiral Thrawn back during the Clone Wars. Thrawn Alliances is that book if you want to read it. I just think that would be a lot to throw the audience. Like we're already learning about the world between worlds. A lot of the audience is going to be seeing Ahsoka and Anakin for the first time as master and apprentice. Mm. So they're going to be wrapping their heads around that. And then to be like, also Anakin knows Thrawn and he has some tips on how to beat him. Like, I just think that's a lot for the episode to do, but maybe it'll be two hours long and (laughs) (laughs) they can pull it off. I think like something like a line from Anakin saying like, yeah, Thrawn's smart, but you're smarter. That, That might be the extent of what we get from Anakin talking about Thrawn. That's even a little acknowledgement would be cool, but I don't think they're really going to dive into it. 
Leftist Hominid asks if Sabine knows about the retaking of Mandalore. I'm gonna guess no right now. There have been interviews where the actors said that the, this season, Ahsoka, takes place during season three of Mandalore, The Mandalorian. So the fact that they're kind of concurrent, and I don't even know if that's fully accurate. That's just, you know, actors in an interview. But I'm going to assume that it hasn't happened yet because I think that just fits for where Sabine is at emotionally right now. I agree. I feel like the retaking of Mandalore is just now happening. So it might they might be taking a little while to really like figure out, okay, how are we going to announce this and, and like tell people about this? Or do we not even do that for a while? And that feels like a big deal. I would like to see Sabine learn about that and learn that they finally did retake Mandalore after the Empire's destruction and the death of her family, which we just found out about. But even if it has happened, I would understand why she would still be sad about it. Damien Vonderhaar wants to know what our favorite parts of DragonCon were, and Sarah Black asks what were our favorite Star Wars cosplays? I'll start with Sarah's question because I have a, an answer I really like that uh, ties into Thrawn a little bit, but I saw an Eli Vanto cosplay, and I've never seen someone do that. That's a book character who is very tied to Thrawn. He's in the book Thrawn and Thrawn Treason, and I was just so excited. To, and I don't even know if I would have recognized him if he hadn't been speaking with a Grand Admiral Thrawn cosplayer <laughs> at the time. Yeah. And then I saw the patch on his shoulder. I was like, that's a just ascendancy patch. And that's not a blue man. Was, <laughs> and I went up. I was like, are you Eli Vanto? I, I got video of him so I can uh, give it to you. But I was so excited to see someone cosplaying a character like that. Uh, there was a really good Black Santon. Oh, yeah, that was good, too. That we may have gotten some footage of during the big group cosplay. Um, and I always really enjoy the, the like, cross-play Mandalorians that we see. Mm -hmm. There was a big Disney group that had, like, Snow White, um, yeah. Elsa from Frozen. Gaston. There was, there was a Gaston. There was a Belle. Like, there was a huge Disney group, and that... They looked so good. That was fun. And uh, the High Republic cosplayers I saw, I was in the Star Wars photo shoot because I had like Dagon Gera's robes on. I wasn't in full Dagon Gera getup, but that was the most involved cosplay I've ever done. So I was like, I'll be in the photo shoot. And there was, I think, only one other High Republic cosplayer there. So I was like, Is it I'm the gonna... Avar Chris? Yeah, the Avar Chris. There was a Buryaga too. Oh, I yeah. I don't know if he was there for the High Republic shoot. He, he was down like near the front because he was too big for the steps. Yeah. But I, I was excited to see some High Republic cosplayers. And that reminds me that there was a, a Knights of the Old Republic Sith Trooper, which I've never seen before. So that was really well done. So lots of great cosplays. Um, favorite parts? I mean, winning trivia is always fun. Yeah. I mean, getting up. <laughs> on the table this year was nice being a I was a finalist last year but we ended up having to draw straws and I didn't get my chance to go up on the tables but I was up there this year and you got in my opinion in round one not every person gets the same questions and Molly got in my opinion the 10 
harder questions. Uh, and <laughs> I, I feel can like tell... they, they really pick on contestant number one. I'm just saying. <laughs> they can tell, uh, or I, I could tell when you knew everyone else's questions and then it would get to you and it'd be another one that you were like, this is hard. But you <laughs> you were able to process of elimination, uh, get the right answer. I think I was in the top six. I, I think top five or six. I can't remember how many people went to round two. Yeah. Once you get into round two, you got to start naming things specifically. And that's where you lost me. <laughs> yeah. So trivia in general was great. Uh, it was also really fun. Every year we do a uh, Slave Leia group. All of our guy friends put on the bikini and then Molly is uh, in a Jabba cosplay as like our handler in like a green jumpsuit with I'm a hat a, I'm that says a, Jabba. Like a fake velour green jumpsuit and a like a trucker hat that just says Jabba. So I'm just kind of like parading them around. So we always go out on the floor and party like that, which... People really enjoy it, but this time uh, we got to go an, up and dance on stage at the the big Star Wars party at Dragon Con, which we've never done anything like that before. <laughs> that was so cool. But that was super fun. They, uh, the the Dragon Con official Instagram has a little video of, of it of if us. you go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was a blast. Any other highlights for you the whole weekend was a, a highlight but yeah I, we, I just don't want to be here for 30 minutes <laughs> we had so many friends from out of town at this mm -hmm. at this year it was so fun to have uh them kind of like corralling with our other groups of friends it was it was cool to have uh we had chase that gay jedi we had goose uh from triad of the force we had sean room we had jill and sean uh jill's from certain point of view sean you might know from twitch uh and then all our normal Atlanta friends. And then all of our normal Atlanta friends. That's it, just... It was great. Not to drift too far away from Star Wars and into just like real life, but the older you get, the harder it is to corral all your friends into the same spot to just have fun. And that's why Dragon Con is so special to me, because it is like this one time a year that all of our close friends agree, Labor Day weekend, we're doing Dragon Con, we're going to see each other for four days straight. And we're going to party and have a blast and do dumb things. And it, it I always walk away from it uh, a little sad that it's over. More than a little sad. It does take longer and longer for us to recover from said weekend. Uh, so that's tough. That's true. It was worth it. Everything hurts now, but it was worth it. Yeah. Digipin92 wants to know if the Jedi Order ever recruited from outside of the main galaxy. I'm going to guess no. I feel like we would have known about that by now if they had. It seems like it's a big deal to travel to other galaxies. I mean, certainly it's possible, and Hu Yang had records of intergalactic uh, hyperspace routes from the Pergil migrations or whatever. So I think that it's possible Jedi traveled to other galaxies before, but I don't think they were out there to recruit. I think it was more exploration. Yeah, the the current galaxy that they're in that we know, I think, is big enough for recruiting. And, uh, and but even if, then, like they they can't make it to Tatooine apparently to recognize that oh, there's this Anakin Skywalker kid. Yeah, um, and but if anyone would know, it'd be Yoda, I guess. If if anyone came from other galaxies, I feel like Yoda might know about it, but mm. he's gonna probably keep that to himself. <laughs> A secret it is. 
Agent W8728 asks if Balin could be seeking the world between worlds to save the Jedi from Order 66. I think that's interesting. Uh, we did talk about, I think Ice brought it up on our live stream, the fact that Balin might be seeking Ezra and not Thrawn. I mm. think that that has real potential because he doesn't seem that concerned with Thrawn. Shin is like, what happens when we find Thrawn? And he just says, power. Like, I think that he doesn't really care that Thrawn's going to return. He's like, that's just the consequence of what I'm after, but he doesn't want Thrawn. He might want Ezra because he might know about the world between worlds and Ezra is, as far as he knows, the only person who's accessed it. Does he know that, though? Maybe. He seems to know a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? how would he know about the world between worlds at all? There were, like, uh, hints about it in the Jedi archives, I think. Um, no. There were... <laughs> censored. There, there were hints and writings. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he knew of it from the Jedi at some point. Mm. Uh, there were writings about it in the sacred texts, but I don't know. It, it, I could see that being the case, and I like that as motivation that he's like, look, I'm going to do some bad, evil things in the name of the greater good. A fresh start. Bring the Jedi back, maybe. But, well, I... but, but he doesn't know that the world between worlds isn't going to work that way. I guess I feel like he might not be the biggest fan of how the Jedi were before, and that's why he wants a new start, a new beginning. If he re if he saves the Jedi from Order 66, then there's still going to be all those Jedi around, and we don't know what his relationship was to everyone else. So, like, I don't, I don't really think I get the vibe from him that he wants to go back and save everybody. Well, what makes you think that he wasn't a fan of the Jedi before? He definitely said, like, I've lost my faith, but I guess him being sad that he might have to kill Ahsoka, or, or at least, like, dwelling on it a little bit. He's like, I'll do it, but I don't want to. I don't get the sense he hates the Jedi, I guess. No, but I guess it's because he says he's not a Jedi, and when mm. when it comes up that uh, there are so few left, he doesn't say few of us left. Yeah, that's he true. He just says there are so few left. Well, what a shame. Yeah. So, I don't know, something about that. I mean, plus the the orange lightsaber hinting that he's kind of like tapping into the dark side a little yeah. bit. Like he's half-blooded. Yeah, yeah that, that, I guess I was thinking that there's po uh, potential that he says, I'll do some evil things for the greater good to, to bring the Jedi back. Kind of like Luthen. I'll sacrifice my morality mm. to bring back the Jedi. But then it, it would just be very tragic if he attempted and failed because it's just there's nothing you can do to fix what's been done. And he's holding on to the past. But I don't know. Like, it's all pure speculation at this point. They've given us so little about what he actually wants. But I do like the idea that his power beyond imagine could be the world between worlds. And the fact that we're seeing it halfway through the season, that might be how we learn about his motivations. Yeah. All right. We're going to get into one of our conversation cards here. Written by our friend Kelly Knox. And characters. 
Which Star Wars character do you wish was your best friend? My bestie? Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, everyone's going to expect me to say Biggs. I mean, he's Luke Skywalker's best friend, so that must mean he's the galaxy's best friend. Mm. Um, but that's, you know, my most basic answer, so I'll ponder someone else. It's hard to pick just one to have as a best friend, but I feel like I would get along really well with Leia if I got to choose. Um, I might choose Leia, but I also feel like Yoda would be a really fun best friend too. Kooky Yoda. Kooky Yoda uh, with tons and tons of wacky stories. Well, he's probably, you know, if you need it, he's got great advice, but if you want to just party, he'll, he'll go into kooky mode. And yeah. you'll have a lot of fun. Um, I mean, BD1, he, he seems more like a pet, but... Oh, he could be a best friend, too. Yeah. Yeah, a droid is a good choice, because then, like, they're, they'll never age. Right. I, I thought about Chewbacca as well. Just Loyal. He's incredibly loyal. I think I'd, I'd be hard-pressed to find a character that I wouldn't want to be my best friend, at least from the light side of things. Mm. Uh, but then again, on the dark side, it's like, if Darth Vader's your best friend... You're safe. And exactly. <laughs> if, <laughs> You're safe, but he's also pretty unstable. No so. one's going to mess with you. Yeah, like Kylo Ren, I, I don't think I want to be on his bad side. If you show up late for lunch, he might freak out. Mm. Yeah. I was trying to think of, uh, what's his name? The Blade of Verdata. Porter Ringle. Porter Ringle would be a good one, too. He, I mean, he can cook. I mean, Dexter Jetster is... He, he is the answer to every single one of these questions. Which character would... It's it's Dexter Jetster. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> he works for all of them. He has the best stories. He can cook. Uh, he can probably do anything. He can also give you advice. Therm Scissor Punch. Ooh. Just yeah. because I want to I wanna know what he's all about. And <laughs> his scenes in the High Republic Adventures were pretty great. That's all the time we have for questions today, but before we wrap up, we wanted to shout out our friend Zach and a project he's working on. You might know him from the Schmodown or as the person who beat me in DragonCon trivia back in 2018. He's raising funds for a short, independent film called Paw, about a 75-year-old man who decides to join the movie business, becoming a PA on a horror movie set, which is a very physically demanding job. Zach wants to create a short film to use as a pitch for a full feature film someday. We're actually going to be in it with small parts playing actors in the horror film, and we're very expensive, so Zach started a crowdfunding campaign that we wanted to help him promote. The link to learn more about the short film and support it if you're interested is in the description. But that's it for today. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.